welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We have a very special guest joining us today, a beautiful, faithful woman of God, Her name is Michelle Jackson Watts. I met Michelle about seven years ago at a prayer meeting. We also attended several women's Bible studies together. She's a precious woman of God, and she is a tremendous blessing in the body of Christ. She has a giving heart, and she's also a powerful prayer warrior. I always enjoy being in Michelle's company, and it just blesses my soul. Michelle was born in Houston, Texas. Her family moved to Prairie View, Texas when she was in the first grade. She continued her education and college studies in Prairie View. She obtained her bachelor's degree in chemistry at Prairie View A&M University. Michelle has a deep passion and love for learning. She later pursued her graduate studies at Texas Tech University. She completed her graduate degree in interdisciplinary studies with a minor in chemistry, industrial engineering, and instructional technology. Her thesis was completed on breast cancer research in the physiology department. Michelle met her husband of 30 years at a wedding. They have five beautiful children. Her husband was saved at the time and served as a deacon in the church. Michelle was saved about two months after they got married. She currently serves now as an interim pastor's wife. She is the founder of Living for Christ Ministries and the gracious host of the annual I Am Retreat. Michelle taught math at Memorial High School, and she also worked part-time at Lone Star College and Houston Community College. She taught developmental and college-level math. At the age of 40, Michelle was at the board when she felt her right hand getting numb. Later that night, she went home and could not open the door or stand up. She went to the hospital the next day. Several tests were performed and Michelle was diagnosed with a stroke. There were several strokes to follow thereafter. So she is here today to share her testimony with us. Go ahead, Michelle. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The first time, the first stroke I had, I just thought it was me overworking. And so in doing my wifely duties, my motherly duties and working three jobs, I just thought I was just overwhelmed, even though I didn't feel it. I didn't set, I didn't feel stress. I just thought that I somehow it was stressing me out. So I cut back on my college classes and then just focused on the high school level. So, and that was, the first one. So I had like seven others until I had been dealing with this illness for over a decade. And so when I finally um, got an answer, I was relieved. I was overjoyed. Amen. And because they finally knew what was going on with me. And so the last one that I had was in 2018. And that caused me to have, uh, as they say, foot drop or drop foot. And so that means that my foot will not lift up 
easily. So I was had to wear a brace. And so and that would help with the balancing and everything. And so I was not on the walker um, initially, but over time I had to use a walker. And so I was just using my brace. I also had a, a retina detachment in my right eye. That was the first one I had. That was in 2012. And so my right eye was detached. And and so I was totally blind in that eye. And so, and I didn't even notice it because, you know, my left eye compensated for it. And so when I went in to get my yearly eye exam, then he said, you realize you can't see out your right eye. And I said, oh, and so it didn't, you know, dawn on me. Then my left eye was detached in 21. And so I had laser surgery in June of 2021 to replace that, the the left eye. And so, you know, they, they say that diabetes can cause eye problems, but it was my diabetes was controlled. And so I was figuring out why is this happening? And so the left eye was a severe tear than the right eye. So now I can see out of my right eye as, as I was before, could see before, but in my left eye I have some challenges in it, even after the um, laser surgery. And so they was saying that I had thick blood. They was trying to figure out why I was having strokes. And so they said that she has, maybe you have thick blood. Maybe they were saying, maybe you have an irregular heartbeats. They was trying to figure out what was causing um, the strokes. And then I went to a, a neurologist, the top neurologist in the Methodist system. And he was saying that I should be in a wheelchair. My God. And this showed me how blessed I was. But he did not understand uh, what disease I had. And so I got new doctors, a new neurologist. And so he was the doctor that um, said that this was Moya Moya. And so that was causing the many strokes and and the eye problems and the vision problems and, and retina detachments. That was the culprit behind my illnesses that I'm dealing with. And so in how I was diagnosed... I was having severe headaches. I mean, severe headaches. Wow. I could not lift my head off the bed. And then my bodies will be sore, you know, um, after the headaches, they would be like sore for two or three days. So I couldn't get out of the bed. And so, and you know, don't use the internet to to diagnose you. Amen. I was using that to um, diagnose. And I was putting my symptoms in and it said, that I was having an aneurysm. And so when I went to the to my uh, neurologist, I was telling him that I, I think I'm having aneurysm. And he was saying, well, <laughs> I don't think you are having aneurysms. <laughs> and so and so he said, so he did an MRI and it just we discovered that he discovered that is Moya Moya. And so that was in the September of 2019 and then I had a you said a bypass brain surgery yes Mm -hmm. okay and so the carotid artery that carries blood to your brain it hardens it the disease hardens it and so my left side compensated it made new blood vessels but my right side um, did not compensate and so we had to do a bypass on my right side and it took the temporal vein and did the bypass, temporary artery vein and did the bypass. I am thankful that, you know, in every situation, I am thankful. Amen. Now, let me ask you this. 
uh, Michelle. So I noticed like when we, in your bio, that you were saying that when you started seeking the Lord on why you were going through so many afflictions, you said that praise was the substance that you would secrete. Talk about how, when we praise and worship the Lord, how that affects what we're going through, where it changes our focus. You know, the Lord had told me that I was a pearl. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he was telling me that, you know, a pearl, amen, is formed under harsh conditions, severe conditions, the, uh, uh, irritations. And so my irritation was my health, my health issues. And so every time I secrete a praise, that would be like the substance that generates the pearl, that hardens the pearl to make it more valuable. And so the outer shape that the pearl is, it is more valuable. And so that's what brought me through the, the tough times. I just kept leaning on that, the word that God had given me that I'm a pearl. And so that's why I love pearls. Amen. Amen. And then as you went through the different illnesses, what did you do to strengthen your relationship with the Lord as you were going through? I just dug myself in the word, prayer and word. You know, sometimes I would pray and it seemed like 15 minutes, but I'd be in the closet three hours. And so I began to read the word more and more. And, and that's all I had was the word in God, Man. the word in God. Amen. And then when you could no longer work, Michelle, did that give you even more time to focus on the things of the Lord? Yes, it did. But when I was no longer able to work, I was devastated because I had put all my energy into teaching because I have a passion for teaching. And so, you know, it's funny that I didn't even <laughs> desire to be a teacher. I wanted to do research. And so I was in Lubbock. I had moved when I was in graduate school, I had moved to Lubbock. And so a prophet came into town and then he prophesied that I would be a teacher. And I said, no, I don't receive that. Wow. Because teachers don't make enough money. Wow. Because I have five kids to support. And so I was, you know, looking into opportunities that would create more finances. And so I was thinking that I would go into research when I got my degree. And so that's why I did a broad area so that I could be focused in every area to do some consulting and research. Well, your passion is now for teaching, but it wasn't at first, correct? Yes, because I had no desire. I, You know, God knows what he puts in you. He put that teaching in me that I didn't realize that was in me. And then when it came to, to be, I, I could only find a, a, a one job that, that I, a food chemist. And so, well, the Lord said, okay, well, you can teach. And so then I said, oh, I don't want to do it. I said, well, I'll do it for the meantime to, to get some finances in. And so it was only for to be for a meantime, a bypass into why I was working on getting my research job, my consulting job, my dream job that I thought. But when I did it, I loved it. And I said, I cannot do anything else but teach. <laughs> Wow. So that prophetic word came to pass in your life. Yes, it did. So severely. <laughs> wow. Now, let me ask you a question. So through all of this, the Lord birthed a beautiful ministry out of it. Tell us about Living for Christ Ministries. When I was at my previous church, I had a passion, you know, for women. And so we go to church and we go home 
that just our different ways. We come together in fellowship together on Sunday and then all through the week, we don't see each other. And so my passion was to draw us closer together, the, the women in the church together, that we may know each other. And, I'm, and what I mean by know each other, that when I hurt, you don't have to, to call me, but you know that I'm hurting and um, that you would instantly pray for me. And so that's why I wanted a bond. When we know each other is hurting, that we would instantly pray for each other. And so that's how it got started. And so our church wasn't big enough to rent a uh, campsite. And so I invited other ladies, other churches that we fellowship with to be a part of annual retreat. But prior to that, I would get the ladies together like monthly and we would do an outing. And we would share the word of God and we would love on each other. And so that then the end of the year, the Lord had given me a vision. And then that's how the, the I Am Retreat transpired. And I Am a Retreat, you started in 2012, correct? Yes. But wow. the ministry was started in 2005. And so uh, but prior to the retreat, we would, as I said, we would go eat out and, you know, in fellowship and love on one another. And, and I would give, you know, we would give gifts and stuff like that. And so we would just bless each other. Amen. And I've attended the I Am Retreats and they're so beautiful. And you have such a giving spirit, such a beautiful gift of encouragement, you know, also. And it just blesses women. I wanted to ask you, Michelle. So I think you mentioned when we had talked that you had several people in your life to pass, your aunt and your grandmother. And you said that really had you down a little. Share, how do you deal with those moments when you are down or when you're not feeling well? How do you deal with those moments? I put my focus into the, the word of God. So that is what kept me because, you know, I, I felt that if I didn't have the word of God, I would have lost my mind My because my mother, my aunt and my grandmother was so dear to me. I love my grandmother and I still miss her today, but I'm able to cope with it. And I can't say that I was depressed. I was feeling some kind of way. I, so <laughs> when my aunt passed the month before, they passed back to back. My aunt passed in August of 2015 and my grandmother passed in September of 2015. And, and I was like, two of my my favorite people have passed. And so if it wasn't for the word in prayer, that's what kept me. I dove into the word of God. That's beautiful. And you and you haven't stopped since actually, right? No, ma'am. You know, I used to go into the closet at night and then read math books. And so now I trade my math books for the word of God. And I made the best choice because when I would get little down at night, I would, you know, go in the closet and read math books. But when I get down, hallelujah, at night, Man, I hallelujah. go in the closet and read the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Share up a little bit about how God's grace and mercy was manifested in your life all throughout this time. You know, one thing I didn't say, why me? Praise the Lord. I would say, why not me? Amen. Let me be that example. And at first, you know, you know, I never questioned God. Why? So at first, you know, I don't know. I accepted that because I know his will is perfect. I accept the will Man. of God. So I lean on Romans 8 and 28 that all things work for the good. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So no matter what it seemed like, it was working for my good. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I leaned on that scripture. That's what kept me is the and word of God. Also, too, we know that God is sovereign and whatever happens in our lives, he allows it, you know, but it doesn't change his love for us. You know, it doesn't undo his love for us. It's just the love of God is just so awesome. You know, where regardless of what we go through, he still wraps his loving arms around us. And sometimes when we can't walk ourselves, he carries us through it. He's just that kind of God. And who would not want to serve a God like this? But what I'd like you to do right now, Michelle, we probably have some that are listening and they're going through affliction after affliction after affliction. And unlike you, they might be asking, why God? Why me? They may not be right now at the spiritual level that you are, where they have learned to accept God's will, his perfect will for our lives. So would you just encourage them for me, please? James 1, 2, and 3. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the, amen, trying of your faith, work it, patience. Amen. So you can, you may say, well, how can I rejoice when the enemy is on me? When he's, how can I rejoice when the enemy has afflicted me? How can I rejoice when the enemy won't let me go? Amen. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Because as I said before, Romans 8 and 28, amen. And we know that all things work together for good. Amen. It is not, hey man, it, it, he said it's good. Amen. It's working together for the good to them that love God, Amen. to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. So God has a purpose. Amen. For your life. You may not see it. Hold on to amen. Whatever God has told you and receive amen, his word. And so, so it's working for your good. You may not see it right now. You may not feel like it right now, but it is working for your good. Because when the enemy comes in the, the as a flood, the Lord will set up a standard against him. As the word says, the Lord won't put any more than you can bear. Amen. So he knows how much we can bear. And so that's what I have to say. Amen. Just be encouraged. Amen. Because God is with you everywhere you go. Amen. That is so beautiful. Let me ask you this, Michelle, can you share the date of your upcoming retreat with the listening audience? It is December the 30th, 2023, and it will be at Bailey Chapel, Church of God in Christ. Amen. And can you share your website with the listening audience so they can go if they would like to go to the retreat, they can get some more information. It is L the number four cm dot org. So L like in living, the number four like in four, C like in Christ, and then M like in ministries dot org. So living for Christ ministries. Amen. And you share with me so beautifully that there might be a segment at this one day conference on book writing. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And I share with you, I have a friend who writes fictions and I will definitely get her involved and let her know that this would be a a great conference to attend to benefit what she's doing. Um, Michelle, right now, do you have anything that you would like to add 
or what I'd like you to do is close us out in prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people, Father. Use me as an example, Father Lord Jesus, that my life may shine brightly, God, to encourage others that they can make it, Father, in this world of darkness, Father Lord Jesus. So no matter what the situation is, Father, there is hope, Father Lord Jesus, and we have that hope in you, God. So we encourage our sisters and our brothers, Father Lord Jesus, that they may live a holy life, Lord Jesus, worthy unto you, the calling, Father Lord Jesus. And they will accept the calling that you have called them. You know the plans that you think towards them, Father. Plans of good and not of evil to bring them to that expected end, Father Lord Jesus. And we know whatever that end is, is victory, Father Lord Jesus. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that my testimony will be an encouragement, may be strength to those that are lost in, in this world, those that are Christians, Father Lord Jesus, hallelujah, the saints of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that your spirit may draw others to you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and thank God. Amen. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate your time and God bless you. God bless you as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.